You're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to a cinematic blind spot bonus. We have a, a very special bonus because we have a guest with us today. Everyone, please welcome DJ from the Dads Who Drink podcast. And of course, you know, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we are talking about remakes, movie remakes, specifically our top five remakes that we feel surpass the original and that is a very rare thing to happen like in, at least in my opinion um because i like you like i think uh dj you were you, you were just talking a minute ago about move how many movies were remakes like american remakes of of foreign films or remakes of movies that like like i did not know that denzel washington's man on fire was a remake i love that movie I had no idea that was either. I, I I can't even remember how I found it out. I just was looking somewhere one day, and it might, might have been like a DVD in the bargain bin or something, and I was like, wait a minute, Man on Fire. That's a remake? Yeah, I think the original, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, the original had Charles Bronson in it or something. I, 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 really? I, might, I might be mistaken with that. I, I just know I've, I've found out surprisingly that, yeah, Denzel Washington's Man on Fire was a remake. Wow, I I had no idea. Now I I did know of a Charles Bronson movie. I want to say it was like the 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 something men will do, the evil men will do, and that's kind of a man on fire kind of thing. He he does vengeance, but I guess most Charles Bronson movies are vengeance movies. <laughs> yeah, like Death Wish one, two, three. Yes, they four. are. But... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one Adam's talking about is actually with Scott Glenn, so Jack okay. Crawford from Silence of the Lambs. Okay, Scott oh, Glenn. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just yeah, looking it up right now. Because it's... Yep. And, and Joe Pesci's in that movie. Wow. And there was a... It says there's a 1957 movie called Man on Fire, but I think that's a totally different uh, story. Uh, yeah. Starring Bing Crosby. Yeah, I can't, can't picture Bing Crosby being the, uh, the vengeance type. <laughs> Um, so DJ, you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast before we get started? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my friend and I, Jeff, uh, run a podcast called the dads that drink. What it is, is, uh, every Friday night we go live on Facebook just to give a live show. Uh, we turn everything into audio form after that, put it out. But what it is, is we're, you know, 40 something year old guys. We both have kids. We both just kind of, you know, wanted something to do in life. This started, you know, before the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. But we wanted kind of an additional hobby and just to be able to talk because I think there's a lot of stuff that people want to talk about but don't necessarily talk about. And, mm -hmm. and we do a lot of interviews and we, we really have a belief that everyone has a story and we kind of want those people to tell the story that they are, that they might not get a chance or maybe they've done it a hundred times, but we want to give our listeners their stories too. Awesome. That's really great. So, I mean, is there anything like, I, I know I've, I've seen um, uh, one of the episodes you did that actually Josh was on a while back. You, you guys talked about top five best or top five sequels that were better than the original. So, I mean, do you, do you tend more towards just kind of like, random topics or do you do you tend to stick to one more than the other because i mean we're just a movie podcast that's all we talk about here right so we we move around uh and and we've done everything from we interviewed the owner of a small distillery that had stopped production during the quarantine to make hand sanitizers we've talked to owners of breweries that are actually buying groceries in bulk to give out to people during the quarantine. We've talked to country singers that are kind of really on the rise. We talked to the music director of the entire state of Texas that was appointed by the governor. Wow. 
uh, we have coming up, we have some special ops guys that, that were special ops over in the Middle East. They're going to talk about like mindset and being mentally tough and what it takes to kind of get through things. So we kind of run the whole thing. And then when we're done with that, we always bring on our buddy from California. He teaches people how to mix two drinks every week. And then it just kind of goes from there. We talk about TV shows we're watching, trivia, all that kind of stuff. So it, it just kind of goes from there. That sounds really cool. I'm going to have to listen to you guys some more. Um, like I said, so far I've only listened to that one episode that Josh was on. Right. Um, but I mean, that, that sounds that sounds great, Like especially what the, you know, the distilleries and the breweries are doing there. Um, the, those are the kind of stories. Good God, those are the kind of stories we need right now <laughs> more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I think it, it, we're we're all. Hey, but... I think we're all getting a little tired of hearing about we're all gonna die, we're all gonna die, like. <laughs> just me personally. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I I completely agree with you. I mean, yeah, for God's sake, people, just be smart, just be smart, don't be stupid. Like, I'm still amazed at the number of people I see whenever I go out like grocery shopping. I'm still amazed at the number of people who look like it's just another day. I I feel weird because I'm walking around in a mask and, and rubber gloves. I'm like, I feel out of place because of that. Um, I I don't think it's uh, gonna get bad until you know maybe people start showing up in biohazard suits or here's <laughs> what I'm really looking for out of this whole thing is I'll know something's wrong when the first person sets up after they die and we have zombies and then I'm on board <laughs> with something's really going wrong. Okay, yeah, that, that that's probably the the level it would have to reach before people would kind of sit, sit up and say, "Well, something's not right." Yeah, I <laughs> I hate to be morbid like that, but you know, we, we we see this every year and stuff. And and this is definitely something to worry about, definitely something to be safe about and be clean about, but you know, I've said it before on our show, if it takes a pandemic to tell you to take a bath, you had problems before this happened. So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some Very one, true. one of my Very friends, um, Josh, I think it was Travis from work who posted on Facebook. OK, oh. we got people washing their hands. Let's see if we can work on using term blinkers now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we do. Anyway, well, I know some people at work that needed to be taught to wash their hands. Oh, so. God, yes, I know, I know. See, I, I worked at a hospital for a little while, and that turned me into like a compulsive hand washer, especially after leaving a public bathroom or something. Like, I'm the kind of person right. who, like, would, you know, if there's a paper towel, I would use that to, to open the door with, because, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, turned me into yeah, a hey. little bit of a germaphobe there. But, anyways. You guys are not here to listen to us talk about coronavirus tonight. You're here to talk, listen to us talk about movies. So top five remakes better than the original. I don't know about you guys, but every time I hear that they are remaking or rebooting something, my first initial response is like, why? Why can we not come out with something original? Um, I, I agree with that. I, I think, and more, and it's crazy, you know, before all the, you know, movie production and stuff got shut down, it seemed like more and more, everything they announced that was coming out was they were remaking something or they were taking a storyline and just changing it up a little bit mm -hmm. or. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes you get a really pleasant surprise, like, um, like Jumanji. When I first heard that they were making another Jumanji movie or reboot or sequel, I was, that, that was my reaction. Like, why? We don't need a re, but, but then it turned out really good. I really liked Jumanji. I agree. Welcome to the jungle. That was a great movie. And, um, the, the most recent one, I think, uh, the next level, that one was pretty good too. So occasionally you get ones that are really good and then you get shit like Charlie's Angels. Ugh. <laughs> and I don't think that was the only problem with Charlie's Angels, you know. No, no, there was a lot more with that. Yeah, well, you know, and then we got the same kind of when that Charlie's Angels came out and it kind of tanked, then it turned into another um uh man, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Uh, oh, a Captain Marvel, which Captain oh. Marvel didn't flop, but we were getting, you know, Elizabeth Banks was saying the only reason this movie flopped is because you, you know, you don't like women as strong leads and stuff. And, and then someone pointed out like 20 movies in the past five years that are like, no, we love strong women in lead roles. 
your movie just sucks. Exactly. I, I saw I saw a, pic, a, a meme someone did, like a picture of Elizabeth Banks saying that, and then under that was, you know, um, Sigourney Weaver and Alien mm-hmm. and Charlie Theron and Mad Max Fury Road, and it said, it said exactly that. Like, no, your movie just sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So starting with our number five, DJ, you are our guest of honor tonight. I'm going to okay. let you go first. What is your number five remake that is better than the original? My number five is 1986's The Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. Okay. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes compared mm-hmm. against the 95% of 1958 version with Vincent Price. Oh. So, I guess that right off the bat, I'm wrong, but because I don't seem to agree with the critics, but I don't know if that's a bad thing. But The Fly is, it, it, it's a fantastic movie. That's one that I still need to see. Um, I have not seen the original or the Jeff Goldblum. I just know that um, Jeff, the Jeff Goldblum version, that was David Cronenberg, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like the, the master of creature practical special effects. And that's what I love about stuff like that. The master of body horror. Yeah, body horror. You're right. You're right. Well, and the big thing with that one was Jeff Goldblum is kind of the perfect kooky kind of scientist kind of person to himself. But more than that, in this, in the remake of The Fly, it is absolutely beautiful special effects. And they're all, almost the entire movie is practical effects. It's not Mm -hmm. CGI. It's not, and it looks amazing and it, it holds up today. See, that's what I love is when a movie like that, that, you know, doesn't even, doesn't even use computers still uses practical special effects and it looks better than some of the things they've done today. Like the original Ghostbusters versus Ghostbusters 2016 or whenever that one came out. Like the the computer special effects in the 2016 one looked awful compared to the more primitive special effects of the original. Absolutely, and and I think that practical effects always look better than uh, CGI. Yes, most of the oh, time. Oh, one hundred percent. I will agree yeah. with that. Uh, except for the shark at the end of Jaws three, that one was pretty bad. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> that whole movie was pretty bad. Uh, all right, Josh, your turn. Number five. All right. Well, first, no, I obviously had a hard time with this because I wanted to just make a straight remake horror list because those are probably my favorite remakes anyway. Mm-hmm. So I left that out. I've got a couple on here, but I'm going to start with something probably neither one of you see coming because I don't talk about this very often, but going from 2007, Hairspray, the musical. Wow. Had a Rotten Tomato okay. score. <laughs> You're right. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I figured that's a you John might Waters, not. right? Oh, well, man. the original was John Waters. Yes, I didn't actually write down who did the new one from 2007. Yeah. But well, that's a horror movie Rotten with Tomato John score, Waters. 91%. Anything he touches. <laughs> so Rotten Tomato score 91 percent versus the original, which has a 98 percent. So wow. That, very high up there. I guess but I'm I, I like it. John Travolta in the mom role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. You know, Zach Efron, James Marsden. I mean, it's got an incredible cast when you look at it now. Cool. <laughs> I, I know uh, John Panette played uh, played the mom on in on Hairspray on Broadway, and he was just just hearing him talk about it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe I'll have to break down and see that one eventually. Yeah, I don't really think of musicals when I think of you, Josh, except for Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a horror musical, you know? So, um, <laughs> good good job on, on surprising us for that one. For my number five, I'm going back to 2003, which it was a remake of a movie from 1969, the original starring uh, Michael Caine. This one I'm talking about is The Italian Job. I think this was probably the first movie I saw uh, Mark Wahlberg in. Um, and I just, you know, it was a really fun heist movie. And it's got, it's got a, this one has an all-star cast. You've got Mark Wahlberg, Edward Norton, Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, 
uh, Seth Green, Most Def. You got a ton of people here. Uh, you've got a Rotten Tomato critic score of 73 and an audience score of 80. Uh, and and going back and watching the see, I actually saw this before I saw the original. But I went back and watched the original with Michael Caine, and while there were certain aspects of that that I found more impressive, the ending was just so just non-existent you know it was, it was one of those movies that kind of leaves you going what happened that that was it that was the end really <clears throat> and i have never appreciated movies that do that so yeah the italian job and and have you know not me, seen either one well you know me <laughs> i love anything with a good car chase in it well adam if if i could put in just a nerdy little movie fact mm-hmm. uh have you seen hobbs and shaw yes okay so you know when they're getting their new IDs, they're under, they're kind of underground in their little fortress that they're getting everything ready to start traveling out. You know they're making new IDs. There's a bunch of cars back there. Right. If you look back there, they make reference to the Italian Job, and the Mini Cooper is in the scene. Oh no way! Really? Oh, I'm gonna have to so watch those that. Uh, those are connected universes now. <laughs> well, that would that would that could make for some very entertaining <clears throat> filming i'd love to see michael Caine in a fast and furious movie <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to see anybody but vin diesel in a fast and furious movie yeah i i think the fast and furious franchise has finally jumped the shark for me because when i when i was i was in the theater i can't remember what i was watching but they showed a trailer for fast and furious nine and i was just like uh, okay. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Now Hobbs and Shaw. Well, was Adam, great. I told you how they fixed that. How they fixed that? Oh, okay. I told you. I told you how they could fix that. How they could fix? Um. You don't remember? Uh, the Fast and Fast Furious? And Furious coming back. Um, yeah. Hey, probably... they're bringing everybody back. You bring back Paul Walker through T Rex form. Ten in T Rex form. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that'd be great. I would watch the hell out of that. Fast and Furious. I thought his answer was going to be like uh, slow and non-confrontational or something. (laughs) All right, moving on to number four. DJ, what do you got? So for my number four, I absolutely love this movie. It is sci-fi, and to see this film compared to what it came from will blow your mind if you don't know about the original that's 2012's dread starring carl <gasps> urban oh man i have not seen that the original dread. list <laughs> it is seen. it is a 79 percent on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. as compared to sylvester stallone's 1995 version which was 17 percent ouch <laughs> yeah Oh, man, that's bad. But to see these two in comparison to each other will make you lose your mind. I'm trying. Oh, to absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I had never. I, I have not seen the original Judge Dredd, which was pr- why, probably why I didn't. You know, I didn't really know a lot about Judge Dredd. So when they when they were when they were remaking, I was like, OK, fine. I'm not I don't care. But then Josh was like, no, man, you have to see this. This was back in like 2014 when we first started working together. And when I watched Dread, I was like, holy shit, this movie's amazing. Absolutely. And, like, and there are whispers that Dread 2 is coming. That would be that would also be amazing. I would love that. That was, Carl that was like, Urban is a very it. underrated actor. Yes, he is. Good Lord, he is. Um, agreed. Agreed. Great then, in Black Hawk Down. He was great in this movie. He, he is a great action star that a lot of people, because he's not in a ton of things, I think they kind of just pass over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I will say, I think Dread was the first movie that ever, probably the only movie that ever made me wish I had a 3D TV. All of the all of the <laughs> so you can watch all the sec- slow-mo. Yes, all the slow-mo sections <clears throat> just look like they'd be so amazing in 3D. They are I think amazing, the, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think probably the best part of that in 3D would be uh, when the big minigun gets set up and oh. just clears out one whole floor of the yeah. of the super complex. Yeah. I just love that line where it's like, Mama is not the law. I am the law. Well, <laughs> he took that from the original Judge Dredd, and Sylvester Stallone says it to Armand Asante, and then Armand Asante does his worst Sylvester Stallone impression saying it back. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. See, oh, What's I, bad I, is I remember being like a, 
10 year old kid going to see judge dread in theaters and i was excited because it was me and my friends 10 years going to r-rated movie by ourselves because they used to let us do that and still being bored and we sat in the front and i remember literally we were taking turns crawling down behind the theater screen climbing up the uh the fire ladder they had in the back <laughs> wow that bad huh <laughs> yes Man. Wow, I, I, that, that's really bad yeah and uh, i guess i should say the reason dread was not on my list is because i have not seen the original and i'm 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 keeping my list contained to movies that i have seen both the original and the remake of yeah it it, it I can't say enough good things about Dread, so hopefully my list gets better and better as it goes. Well, you're you're off to a pretty good start so far. <laughs> All right, Josh, what you, what have you got for number four? My number four, I'm going with a horror pick here. I'm going with, I, I know I'm in the minority on this because the original from, I think it's 1974 or 5, is considered such a classic, but... I prefer 2004's Dawn of the Dead over the original. Wow, With the really? Rotten Tomato score of 75% versus the originals of 93%. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, I mean, I get the message Ramirez giving with the consumerism in his original. I get why. I just, there's something I like. I think I like the fast zombies they present in Dawn of the Dead. I don't know. Maybe it just hit me at the right time. Yeah, I, I think just prefer that one over it. I think the uh, the fast zombies really changed the game there. Um, but when I watched it, I remember thinking, "Wow, this is not just you know a movie about killing zombies." There's like a lot of of you know moments of humanity in this film, like the this you know the scene with the zombie baby yeah. and stuff like that. That right. was hard to watch. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. it was. And I like it when a movie does that. You know, it's not just there to, you know, it's not there to shock you with the gore or anything, but but to make you kind of sit and think, wow, what, what would I do if I was confronted with this situation? Well, the only thing I would, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very right. Zack Snyder-ish, but uh, the the thing I like about the original, and I almost put that one on my list, but... I feel that in the original Dawn of the Dead, there is so much more, and and you you are the horror guy, so I want to see if you agree with me, Josh, that there's so much more impending dread. Like, when you watch it, it's it's a very long movie, but you just feel like there's no way they're getting out of this. No way that this ends well for anyone. And you kind of have hope through the new Dawn of the Dead. Would you agree? No, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I, I the... The length of it is something that brings it down for me. That is okay. something I don't like when a movie's too long if it can't, if it's not keeping me entertained the whole time. Absolutely. But I do agree with what you're saying overall. But I'm a I'm a Day of the Dead guy out of the trilogy. Mm. <clears throat> I love that movie. Yeah, I love Day of the Dead. So that is my favorite of the three. Mm. All right. I think as I get older, it turns into Dawn of the Dead was my favorite for a long time. But I agree, as I get older and older, I think Day of the Dead's a lot better movie. Yeah. I I confess I have not seen any of the original George Romero zombie trilogy. Um, that's something I do need to uh, fix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on to my number four, the remake came out in 2016 of the original film that came out in 1967 with a Rotten Tomato critic score of 94% and an audience score of 86%. I chose The Jungle Book, the live-action, semi-live-action remake starring Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, another, you know, all-star cast. Scarlett Johansson, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher. Well, Christopher Walken, him as King Louie, that was like the one part of the movie I found really off-putting. Like, ah, I just don't know if I can buy that. But the rest of it, the, the special effects, the the computer animation was incredible. And just, I, I, just, I just loved it. I, I never would have thought I would have liked Scarlett Johansson as Cobb, but she did a great job. She was just creepy, you know just in that um so yeah 
That's my number four. Not a, not a whole lot to say there. Because, like, the original Jungle Book, not a whole lot going on there. And... Yeah. I haven't seen the new one. Oh, you haven't? Oh, No, man. I haven't seen the live action. But Louis Prima as King Louis is pretty amazing in the original. Oh, yeah, he is. He really is. But uh, but Bill Murray... Yeah, in the new Blue. one, that is definitely the, the strangest thing is Christopher Walken singing... <laughs> I want to be like singing you. that song. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, I want to be like you. Kind yeah. of singing. It's almost I, more like a spoken <laughs> word. I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continuing our countdown on to number three. DJ, what do you got? So this one is a movie that I have loved forever. Uh, I I love it even more now because I am the father of daughters, and that is 1991's. Father of the Bride with Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. It has a 70% Rotten Tomato score as compared to a 93% of the original 1950 Spencer Tracy Elizabeth Taylor version. Okay, see, I didn't even know that was a remake. Spencer Tracy does a great job, and it's it's pretty close. They're pretty close. You know, the the time differences are, you know, they they change things a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very good remake of it. I just... The Steve Martin one was the first one I saw. I saw the Spencer Tracy one later, but it is it is absolutely probably one of you know my favorite movies, and the and the house in it is amazing. Oh yeah. So yeah, I I love it. You know, and it's got Steve Martin, Diane Keaton. There, there's all kinds of people in this movie, and it, it's really good. I mean, it was so good that it spawned a sequel, which wasn't as good, but yeah. Wasn't wasn't Martin Short in it as well? He was. He was okay. the wedding coordinator, and right. then in the second one, he was the baby coordinator. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> Steve Martin and Martin Short—they they always make a good team. Also, Macaulay Culkin's brother was the little brother in it. Oh, really? Okay. Kieran Culkin, oh, Rory. Okay. okay. Oh, Kieran. Okay, Kieran. Kieran, yeah. That's interesting. But great movie. Love it. There's not a lot to say about it because it's a pretty basic, I guess you'd call it a rom-com, but mm-hmm. it uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. Okay. Very good. All right, Josh, number three, what have you got? I'm going to 2006, and it's a remake. It's an American remake of a Japanese, what is really a trilogy. And I'm going with The Departed, which is a remake of the Infernal Affairs trilogy, if you don't know. Wait a minute. The Departed? I've only wa- Martin Scorsese's The Departed? Yes, that is a remake of a Japanese trilogy called Infernal Affairs. No way! I did not yeah, even I've know only that. Watched the, the, yeah, I've only watched that trilogy once, so I don't, I don't like have that memory of that those movies that well. Uh-huh. But it pretty much takes the whole trilogy to tell the story, and this is just one. I know it's two and a half hours, but it's one movie I can get through. Oh, and I love it. I think it's great. I'm so uh, it has a ninety-one percent versus the Infernal. A trilogy had ninety-four percent. At least the first one. I didn't look up all three of them. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, I think The Departed is a great movie. I know a lot of people. I mean, and they probably did just give Scorsese his Oscar as a basically a lifetime achievement Oscar. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with him winning it that year. I do think he had deserved it before that. Raging Bull, Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas. To name especially. a couple, but that's interesting. I did not know that was a, that was a uh, remake. See, occasionally we can remake a foreign film and do a good job of it. Just not always like uh, like Old Boy. <laughs> no. Oh. A pointless oh, 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 subpar no. remake. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's not the accolade you want on your Blu-ray <laughs> case. Okay, so for my number three, the remake came out in two thousand in the year two thousand, starring Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Giovanni Ribisi, Will Patton, Robert Duvall. Again, pretty good cast you got here. The critics did not like this movie, giving it a twenty-five percent. But the audience gave it a 77%, and that is gone in 60 seconds. I remember walk being a kid, you know, I don't know, maybe I was like 12 or 13, walking through our video store up the street and seeing a, 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 bo- a movie on the shelf called Gone in 60 Seconds. And on the cover, it says, 
93 cars destroyed in 44 minutes. This movie has a 40-minute car chase in it. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be the most amazing movie I have ever seen. (laughs) And I was so disappointed in it. (laughs) I was so freaking, it's like, it's, you know, and I'll probably have to go back and watch it again at some point. Because I mean, yeah, it was all practical special effects, all real car stunts and stuff like that being done. But like the plot was so non-existent. But for me, the biggest problem I had with this movie was that most of that car chase is just the sound of the car's engine going. There's like no music. I mean, you know me. I love music and I love it when movies and music go together so well. That's one. I think that's one of the reasons I like Quentin Tarantino as much as I do is because he has some of the best musical cues in his yes, movies. Sir. Like... The, the first time I watched Kill Bill and, and you know, watched it and, and liked it, you know, the first time I saw it when it first came out, I hated it. But um, going back and re- re-watching it a few years ago, the the, the final scene, the big, the big fight against the crazy 88 while it's playing Nobody But Me by the Human Beings, I love that scene so much because of the music that goes along with it. But the, but the original Gone in 60 Seconds from 1974 was so boring. And just because of that, I, I loved the remake. I thought it was great. Um, you know, you got Nicolas Cage just being Nicolas Cage, just in a very fast car. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's that's my number three. All right, so on to number two. DJ, what you got? So, this one is one of my favorites. Uh, also, one of my favorite actors of all time. It's 1982's The Thing, starring Kurt Russell. Mm. 84% critic score, compared to the 89% from the 1950 version, The Thing from Another World. Now, I want to preface this by saying, The Thing from Another World, I absolutely love that movie. Mm -hmm. I I think it is one of the greatest 50 sci-fi movies ever made. But when you look at the practical effects... You look at the storyline and you look at the sheer desolation and the just the ambiance and mood of the Kurt Russell, John Carpenter, the thing. It's very, very hard to beat that. Again, the only reason <clears throat> that movie is not on my li- on my list is because I have not seen the thing from another world. Um, that you're, you're right. And I'm that, actually following up that as well. Oh, seriously? I, I, I realize... I have it and have not watched it. And I, if I saw it as a kid, I don't remember it. So I didn't. I decided to leave it off mine as well. Because, uh-huh. you know, I was trying to make it where we disagreed at the top of the show that the thing's the greatest remake ever. We don't need to discuss it. But <laughs> well, I, you I don't know that I can right. say the greatest ever, but the practical effects in it, it, it is it's amazing. Yes. Uh, I think the special effects are Rick Baker. I think he did most of them. Um, and just, you know, the the scene, my favorite scene out of the movie is when they're doing uh, chest compressions with the shocker. Oh, and yes. And the, the chest oh, opens yeah. up into a mouth and yeah. just takes the guys. It's it's amazing. Yes, that, it that, is. that, it is really a, that is. movie is a masterpiece of practical special effects. Um, and, and, of course, Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. There's, I don't know that there's ever been a better team in movies <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good one um and also um uh keith david a young keith david in that movie i had i, I laughed so hard when i saw that because i know him more for voice work than for on-screen work other uh, than they live you know mm-hmm. uh but once again john carpenter likes his actors in his movies and he has his crew yes so. he does well hey if yep. if if Tim, if Tim Burton's allowed to do it, so is John Carpenter. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I, I actually like it when they do that. Um, yeah, I think it makes. You kind of go into the movie knowing what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, that 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 shows a good. I, I guess that shows a good relationship, a good rapport between the director and the and the actors that they are directing when they want to come back for multiple movies. It's when it's like when you you hear horror stories later of like, well, that actor was a complete asshole on the set, and the director never wants to work with him again. You know, that's um, I I, I like hearing you know 
actor director camaraderie kind of stuff. I, I like that. So that well, so your number two as well, Josh was was the thing, or were, or were you saying? No, no, I was saying that I, I'm like you. I had to leave it off because oh, okay. I realized I hadn't seen thing from another world. Okay, all right. So what is your number two? <clears throat> Uh, we can make this quick. We already talked about it. My number two was actually Dread from 2012. Okay. So, oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Just much higher up yeah. on the list. Very good. Very good. My number two is a remake of a film from 1958. It came out in 1988. Uh, we actually did a, a review of the original. But um, no, I'm going with the remake of The Blob. This is, oh, this, is my fir- this is my first horror movie from my list. It's got, a, it's got a 60 from the critics and a 56 from the audience, which I think is horrific. That movie is so much better than that. Again, this is another one of those movies where the practical special effects is really the star of the film. Um, and, and, and like, because I remember, I, I said this in our review, but I remember being a little kid. I think The Blob was my first horror movie. Um, and I remembered hearing about this fabled R-rated version that had come out later. I just never saw it. Well, I finally got to see it in like 2012, 2013, and was just blown away by it. You know, the th- this is how you go back and, and make an R-rated version of an old 50s movie. That's just like, I can't think of a better example. So, moving on to number one. DJ, what do you have for your number one? So number one is my all-time favorite heist movie. And as we all know, there's a lot of heist movies out there. Mm -hmm. But I think it has never been portrayed better than 2001's Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Don Cheadle. The list goes on and on. Julia Roberts. It, it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Now, it got a 55% rating, which blows my mind Seriously? from the critics. Compared to the 50% rating of the 1960 version that was cast through the Rat Pack. Yeah, the Rat Pack. So, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., all those guys, right? Just, yeah. Uh, just the Ocean's Eleven. Just everything about it is, it is the... In my opinion of movies, it's the epitome of cool. Those guys are just, they just ooze confidence. And uh, it's some of those actors, I think it's their best movie. I would say it's George Clooney's best movie. I think I would agree with you on that. I I don't know about, because there's some stuff that I love from Brad Pitt, but um, just how it all comes together and, 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 what makes it even more amazing to me is you look at it and you see the star power in that movie. Mm-hmm. No egos, no nothing. They just make a great movie. They go on to make some lesser great movies in Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13, Ocean's <laughs> 8 when it came out. But Ocean's 11, hands down, is my favorite remake of all time. That is a that is a good one. That is definitely a good one. I uh, again, I've not seen the original, but yes, I agree one hundred percent. That's probably one of the best heist movies ever made. Uh, one of, if not the best, because I, I I love it when a movie keeps you guessing till the very end, and then when like the big reveal, um, it, it's just always so much fun. And and I got to tell you, when I when there's when there's time in between my viewings, maybe it's because I'm getting older. But I forget how they pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's a condemnation of me or a uh, very good word for the movie. Well, hey, it gives you a good excuse to go back and revisit it. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's a problem I have is like I remember so much of so many movies. It's like it, it's hard for me to go back and rewatch some of them. Uh, it, it, I'm it, definitely a rewatcher. I really like to rewatch movies, but oh, I like to rewatch them too. It's just I, 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 I get to the point where I can just you know quote them and you know, as they're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm watching Mad Max Fury Road, going witness me. Uh... <laughs> now, would that be considered a remake? Do we say, or is that a continuation of Mad I don't Max? No, that one's so hard because like I've heard it considered a reboot. And I've heard it considered a sequel. But if it's a sequel, then it, it would be ret- the same Mad Max, right? Yeah, it retcons 
a lot. It retcons Mel Gibson's Mad Max because Mel Gibson never had a daughter. His he, he had a son um, in the original Mad Max. So I consider that to be a reboot. Personally, uh, yeah. Now oh. let me ask you a question. You know, uh, let's see. So the first one is Mad Max. Second one is the Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. So remember the Boomerang Kid. Yep. I, I just want to give you just uh, something to think about. Do you think the boomerang kid might have been his son that survived that being run over and became huh. like a feral kid? That's why he paid so much you know, attention I've, to I've, him. Yeah, I've heard that. I've, I've yeah, actually I've have heard not heard that, that theory before, but that I have. Hmm, yeah, maybe. But my <laughs> my biggest problem with the road warrior though was that at the end when you find out that the the, the boomerang kid is the one who who is narrate the, the grown up version of the boomerang kid is narrating the movie and whatnot or narrating the opening and the ending. <laughs> I'm kind of. I've going, also heard that that boomerang kid is the Mad Max from Fury Road. Now that I could possibly believe, I I could see that being more plausible than him being Mad Max's son from the first movie. True, and just kind of assumes that identity. Yeah, yeah, because like, you know, it, the, the narrator from 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 the Road Warrior was very eloquent and had this really deep, soothing voice and very well spoken. Like the the boomerang kid didn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he did I mean, not talk. I, I could see him growing up to be Tom Hardy's Mad Max a lot easier because I think he had like maybe two paragraphs of dialogue in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like boat, yeah, us. yeah, water. You know, <laughs> like saying one or two <laughs> words at a time. I could totally see the boomerang kid growing up to be Tom Hardy's Mad Max. You know, maybe he got like Rosetta Stone or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who are we to say? Yeah, 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 we are. Teach yourself literacy. I'm sure I'm sure, this, I'm sure stuff like that survived the nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, maybe he took up like a, you know, a book club or something. We we don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, just imagining a wasteland book club. <laughs> Today we're this week we're reading do it yourself amputations. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be learning how to purify your own urine because we sure as hell can't drink the water around here <laughs> that's true and then look all the water that showed up in fury road look we're solving all kinds of problems yes we are <laughs> okay so josh it's your turn isn't it number one yes it is Yep, and and DJ, you'll remember on the best sequels, I put the sequel as better than the original. Now I'm going to put the remake as better than the original, so it's going to sound like I'm hating on the original, but I still love the original. But I am going with 2013's Evil Dead remake. Wow. Now, the Rotten Tomatoes... Yeah, I love that thing. And and the Rotten Tomatoes score is only 62% compared to the original's 95%. But I don't know. I think because it plays it more as a straight-up horror movie than the original, I guess. Yes, it does. I just love everything. I mean, it goes straight for the horror, and I like that. I think if you're more of a horror comedy fan, you'll go towards the original series. Because, I I mean, obviously, I did put Evil Dead 2 above Evil Dead, and I still would Mm -hmm. put this above Evil Dead 2 as well. So, I like this out of all four of the movies that have been made. Well, I told you on the show that that my favorite was um, Army of Darkness, so I'm not going to disagree with you about the first Evil Dead. Army of Darkness was my favorite, so. And I haven't seen the remake. Okay. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, I I suggest you put that on the list. Okay. All right. Well, this is a third time that this has happened for a Cinematic Blind Spot Top 5 where Josh and I have the same movie at the same place on wow. our list. Because my number one best remake, better than the original, is 2013's Evil Dead. That scene with the fucking box cutter. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say anything because DJ hasn't seen it yet, but that had me climbing the walls. I was like, oh, God, no! Uh. <laughs> and it looks like I'm looking at the IMDb page. That's There's really nobody in it. Like, yeah, no, there's like no one you've ever heard of. Yeah, not really, no. Not, 
The only person I know is Jane Liv Levy, and I know her from this, and now I watch her in, what's it called, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. But yeah, other than that, and even she's not like a huge star or anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I I have not seen this. Now, they do say, though, not, not on the IMDb page, but I've heard that uh, CM Punk, the wrestler, is uh, right. kind of in talks to take over Ash. And see, I think that is part of why I do love this movie is they didn't try to replace Ash. If they had tried to replace Ash, I think I would have went in and hated it because you can't replace Bruce Campbell. Right. You can't do it. You can't. You really can't. And and have you watched Ash vs. the Evil Dead? I have. I've watched all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. No, I haven't seen and all like three that. seasons, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. It is good. I met uh, I like Bruce Campbell they, in California, and I had him sign uh, an ashtray. Um, <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So it was a, it was kind of a custom made ashtray. It was an evil ash figure on kind of a castle like turret, and uh, the middle of it was a, a an ashtray, and I had him sign that ash, you know, blah 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 on there. And I'll never forget when he signed it. It didn't look like he signed his real name. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you put your real name? And he goes, I just fucking did right there. And I was like, oh, my bad. Who am I to tell you how to do your job? <laughs> so needless to say, we did not have a good experience with each other the first time. So, Oh, man. <clears throat> That's great. I think the first movie I ever saw Bruce Campbell in was McHale's Navy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was like, I, I forget what. Oh, it was, um, it was, uh, because because before I ever saw Evil Dead, I really got into Burn Notice, the the show Burn Notice. Oh yeah, he's a yeah. major character. I love that show, and I finally started to realize, holy crap, that guy was in, uh, he was in McHale's Navy. I remember him. Um, but yes, the the remake of Evil Dead. And, and that's another one of those. Is it a remake or a reboot? We don't really know. I'm gonna say it's a remake. And they do. I think if it keeps the job. same name, mm -hmm. it's a remake. Yeah. Um, like Josh actually got. Yeah, me that they, one they like to consider it a uh, parallel universe, which is why it's a girl versus Ash. But they've talked about possibly making a movie where those two cross paths because they're. In oh, wow. That would be cool. That would, would be awesome. Yes, it would. I would love to see that, but. But I mean that I movie happen it kind of throws so many curves at you where at one point you think some one thing's going to happen but something else happens at one point you think the movie's done and it's like nope you got another you got a whole other something else happening right now I'm like okay let's do it hey, yep. like at the end of the movie and this is a like you know me you, if you know me you know I'm not the biggest die hard horror movie fan I do appreciate horror but at the end of most horror movies I'm like okay that was fun at the end of the evil at the end of Evil Dead the first time I saw it I was just like Wow, <laughs> that was really yeah. freaking good. Um, I'll definitely have to check it out. I I have never heard someone speak that highly of it. Yes, that was very a very well done movie. Um, yeah. That's well, you're a, you're remember, a horror fan, I, Josh. Did, have you seen Bubba Hotep with Bruce Campbell? Yeah, I love Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep's yeah. good. Yeah, yep, just a I lot have of that. Don Casarelli. Yeah. Now, do you you consider that a horror movie? Uh, I, I, at best, I would say horror adjacent. Okay. I think that's the best <laughs> way to label it. Okay. <laughs> Haven't heard that one before. I call it. I would, well, I learned that from uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, okay. Shockwaves. One of one of their hosts always says horror adjacent. So it's kind of like and across like, the you know, street like that from horror. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, it not, works. Not really. You're yeah, not going to die if you go on that street. Has... Right, right, yeah. Exactly. You, I mean, you might get spooked got... a little bit, but... Exactly. It has horror elements, but I wouldn't call it straight up a horror movie. Okay. All right. I can get with that. So were there any movies that almost made it on your list, but for one reason or another didn't? Just because I hadn't Jake. seen originals. Uh-huh. That, that was probably okay. the only reason... That, that some didn't make it. Um, uh, Evil Dead, because I haven't seen the, the remake. Um, I'm kind of torn um, on, well, 
what I learned from doing research on this show uh, was there's a lot of really shitty remakes. Oh yes, good lord! Oh, so absolutely. I, I I almost I almost sent you a message, Josh, and said, should we maybe do the worst five remakes ever made? Because there's some really shitty ones. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, that was my that was why I had that first reaction of when he sent me that top five remakes better than the original. My my mind my mind just went blank. I'm like. Are there any better than the originals, or are they always terrible? Yeah, like, I, I have a feeling on some of those remakes, like, they were trying to fuck it up. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think you might be right. Might be right. I mean, <laughs> look, be right. let's look at Friday the 13th. Now, the, the Friday the okay. 13th remake, I did not hate as much as I hated... The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, oh there, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was atrocious. You know what? I'm going to bow to you on that one and let you take over on that because you're absolutely right. Well, I mean, because the Friday the 13th, it because like, okay, again, did not grow up on horror movies. When I finally saw the original Friday the 13th, I'm like, where the fuck Excellent is Jason? Movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, but I was disappointed because I was expecting Jason, you know, with the hockey mask and all that. And then I watched the second one. And still, you know, Jason with a bag over his head. It wasn't until the third movie where you got the iconic Jason hockey mask. Yep. Just, I, I think I knew what a hockey mask was before I knew what the sport of hockey was because of Jason. <laughs> like, I'd walk through Blockbuster and I would see his mask and be like, what the hell is that? And um, so, yeah, the, 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 the Friday the 13th remake was just <clears throat> boom. Here's Jason. Here's him in his hockey mask. He's chopping up horny teenagers. Fine. The problem with, with, the, with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was... You, it was shitty. It was horrible. It was so bad. It <laughs> tore. It it ripped off it so much. And, and like Josh should totally be doing this, not me, because he's the one who's a diehard. He's the one who's got who's got friggin' um, Freddy Freddy Krueger tattooed on his on his arm. But like, you can't take away Freddy's personality. He is a smartass. He is well, a you, joker. You know, he, and and it's crazy because the guy that played him is the guy that played Rorschach in Watchmen. Yeah. And and when they announced yeah. that he was playing him, I thought, that guy's perfect. Well, I was wrong. Well, I think he could yes. have been perfect if they maybe had written him to be more like the Robert England Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I think he could have been perfect, but he was not, unfortunately. Well, I mean, Freddy didn't go with this. I mean, he had a he kind of mumbled a couple one-liners in the original. He didn't get to that comedy stage to the third one. And I think they were going for that. But mm -hmm. even when they did back in 1985, when they tried to do Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and Robert England asked for more money, they tried to re recast him because they weren't going to pay him. And mm -hmm. the guy couldn't even get the walk down because Robert England is just iconic. After one movie, they knew they couldn't yeah. replace him. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, unlike I don't Jason even like Voorhees, talking about the remake. Like so. nineteen people. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's what you have with a, with a silent antagonist like him and with Michael Myers. You know, you've got a bunch of different people that have played him. I will uh, say yep. though, the only difference I would say with Michael Myers is there are some very distinctive bad Michael Myers. Oh yes, yes there are. Uh, oh uh, yes. As as with Jason, you know, they all kind of do the same thing. There's some definitely bad Michael Myers. I really think the best Michael Myers was 1978 and 2018. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot I mean, wait for Halloween Kills. Oh, me neither. Like, oh, oh, God. You know, since I have since I have grown a taste for horror movies, Michael Myers is my absolute favorite. I just love him to death. Like, especially the original. Just that that the white face with the blacked out eyes. Yep. You can't so see like in Halloween H2O, it kind of took away from the effect that you could see his eyes too much. Like it, I, I, I didn't it humanized like that. him. Yeah. I really humanized him. Um, uh, I, uh, I would say, I think I told you Josh on our show that, um, I think Halloween two is better than Halloween. You did the, tell me that the, the Halloween two from 70 or was it 80? 80 or okay. 81 yeah 81, 81 i'm okay. sorry yeah yeah um just yeah. more claustrophobic i i, I liked it a lot more now i want to give an honorable mention though to a remake uh -huh. and that is the mummy with brendan frazier oh, uh, yeah. the remake from the boris karloff mummy i i loved 
most all of the mummy movies uh when it got to the tomb or the emperor or whatever that was with jet lee kind of started going off the rails but and the new tom cruise one is just a nightmare yeah that's that's another one of those really <laughs> bad misfires um, I will give you that. Uh, one movie that almost made it on my list was the 2019 Pet Cemetery remake. Okay. Did you see that one? Did I have not seen that one. Have you seen uh, all the trailers for it? I have seen all the... Tra- then I've seen the movie, right? That's that's the reason this movie is not on my list was because okay. some fucknut thought it would be a good idea to give away the giant plot twist like... I mean, if you've seen the original, you think you know what's going to happen in the remake. But no, they give away the fact that it does not. Something completely different happens from the Stephen King book and the original movie. And it pissed me off so bad when I got done watching it. I was like, that would have been a fucking amazing movie if I hadn't known that was going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I will. Let me, uh, I will say this. I've listened to the directors talk about this in an interview. And they said... They, they were in with the guy who cut the trailer and that for their movie, they weren't counting on anybody from seeing the 80s version to be coming to see this movie. And they just looked at it as a plot twist. Now, having said that, I will still say they still shouldn't have done that because they still, one, try to set it up like the original. Right. And two, it doesn't happen for an hour into the movie, so you still shouldn't give that away in your trailer. Something right. that happens in the second half of your movie. Right, because I mean... So, what, so I what, just want to make sure, are we recommending that I see it or not see it? If you, if you remember everything I, about the trailers, then... I mean, you can still see it. It's still... I think they did a lot of stuff better... In the in the, in the remake or, or the, the the change that they make in the in the 2019 version, excuse me, makes it a much creepier movie in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I okay. was gonna say I think the the ending alone makes you should see it because it's such a bleak ending. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's kind of unbelievable how bleak it is. But uh, I just it's it's part of the reason why I don't watch trailers for movies anyway. Well, like so. you and you and I, Josh, we were in the in the theater to see us. I remember this so vividly. We went to go yep. see us, and they showed the trailer for Pet Cemetery, and you and I both looked at each other like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I remember. They do I, was, that? I was angry about seeing that. Yep, <laughs> I was mad that I saw that trailer because they got to start putting. I try my best in the to trailers. not watch trailers. Yeah, like well, I, you know, yeah, when, I remember whenever you get scene, mad at a trailer, you're. When you get mad at a trailer, you're definitely not going to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I remember really... uh, going to see. I was just say I, try... I remember going to see, and I forgot what movie it was, but they were showing a trailer for Happy Death Day to You, and me and my wife had not seen Happy Death Day yet, uh, and I literally yep. told, and I told my wife, I was like, "Close your eyes, put your head down, don't watch this. I don't want this thing to be spoiled." And they literally say out loud what the spoiler was from the first movie. And I'm like, <laughs> it still got spoiled. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, I might just start showing up to movies later just to avoid trailers, just to avoid spoilers. Cause yeah, I'm getting to the point. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like Josh. Cause I remember last October when Halloween was coming, like every time I went on YouTube, the, the, the thing that popped up was, uh, was a Halloween trailer. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like turning the volume down and turning my phone away so I can't see it or something. Um, because yeah, so much gives is given away in trailers nowadays. It's it's un, it's unreal. It's unfortunate. It's, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Well, DJ, is there anything you'd like to do to plug uh, dads that drink? I mean, you know, you give us a good uh, a good overview of it. Are you are you on all the socials on Instagram, on Twitter, and all that? Any anyone any place where anyone can find you guys? You did. So hold on. Oh, hear me now. I'm sorry. What? Can everyone hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. It, it said oh, yeah, I was muted, so. Yeah, you were uh, quiet for a second, but we can hear you. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would absolutely love to plug it. So, Dad's a Drink, we're live, like I said, 9.30 every Friday night. We do an interview, we make drinks, uh, show you how to make the drinks, give you the recipe for it. Then we usually play trivia. Josh usually jumps on to play trivia. Um, we have a good time uh, doing that. Like I said, we're, we're expanding to get bigger and bigger. If you want to see us, we're on Facebook at Dad's the Drink. It's a group. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube under the Doublespeak Studios logo, which is my original show. And then we kind of branched off to this. You can also find us at www.doublespeakstudios.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can leave us messages. You can join the group. You can ask us questions. You can even recommend who we should interview, and we try and take care of that. That is really cool. That is very cool indeed. So, I mean, Josh could say he's he's there pretty much every show um i i think it's going pretty well and i think that people are liking with the different people that we're bringing in mm -hmm. i absolutely agree i think so i think the guests are outstanding mikey jerome is awesome to just hang out with <laughs> yeah you know even if you don't drink just just the, his presentation of how he does it is worth sitting down to watch for <laughs> absolutely <laughs> You can check him out on uh, Facebook too. He and he also has a YouTube channel, Mikey Jerome, um, and you, he's got all kinds of drink videos on there, making drinks. And then um, he actually was a soap opera star back in the day, really, and uh, has clips from One Life to Live that he was on. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, DJ, we have really enjoyed having you on here. Oh. Absolutely. I love this. This was great. Yeah, this was a, a lot of fun. We're going to have to do this again sometime. Uh, I know you recommended a, a film for us to review in the future. Uh, you recommended Vanishing Point, and believe me, as soon as this whole quarantine no, that thing was is Brad. over... Oh, was that Brad? Oh, sorry. Okay. That was well, Brad. <laughs> okay, well, I will... Uh, I, I was just going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I will edit that part out. <laughs> no, no, leave that in. Leave that in. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, DJ, do you have any recommendations for us to uh, to review in the future? Yeah, there. Uh, now these are. I, I want you guys because I think these are the most fun reviews. I'm going to give you some B movies, uh, Ooh, some schlocky B awesome. movies to review. Uh, my favorite of all time is Chopping Mall. Okay. Uh, Josh, okay, hasn't Cabby Colors been say right now? Yeah, they have. Okay, DJ, I'm going to tell you right now. Mm -hmm. I will watch Chopping Mall again, but man, my problem with Chopping Mall is the first time I saw it, when I look at that poster and I see severed body parts on it, and then oh, I go no, that in has and nothing it's a to do with robot. It. Hey, I was I was expecting a full slasher, and when I got that, I was so disappointed watching Chopping Mall. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, but it, it is good. Also, um, I would like you guys to watch... Um, and I had it ready for you, and, and I just drew a blank. It's Joe Piscopo, and it's called Dead Heat. Dead I've seen and that as well. Yep. You have seen that? Excellent. That sounds Eddie, but I, I can guarantee it. You can find all these movies, right. and, and one more. You can find all these movies on Amazon Prime. Death Spa. Okay. It is about a gym in the 80s that comes alive to kill the people that come to visit that gym. A gym that a kills gym. people? A okay. gym. Is this a sequel to Deathbed? What the hell? This is... <laughs> it is one of the most uh, crazy ideas. I mean, it is bananas what happens in this movie. Oh, my but God. But it is a gym that is possessed. That's about the most I want to tell you guys. It's a gym that's possessed that kills the people that are members there. Well, I'd be like the only survivor. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to the gym today. <laughs> yeah. And when you see this, this is, this is the eighties heyday of gym. So there's a restaurant inside and, 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 and listen, they throw a party in this movie. Like 17 people have already died and they throw a party and no one gives a fuck that people died there. This, this was like the heyday of gyms. <laughs> Who cares that people are dying? I have oh, yeah. spandex. I need to work out. <laughs> Absolutely. So oh those God. are mine because I, I really love to hear people do reviews of 
because it's I believe it's harder to review a schlocky movie than it is to do a good movie. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, because I just well, I mean, we, <laughs> we try to find the fun and the something good in every movie we see. It's some are easier than others, like Jaws the Revenge. That kind of that kind of left us both going, oh, God, let's never watch this one again. But your uh, uh, Leprechaun was great. Oh, yeah. Leprechaun was a very fun <laughs> movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, bad movies, bad horror movies are, for in my opinion, the most fun. I mean, I can't every horror movie I watch can't be a hereditary or a Midsommar. You know, um, right. I need something that's just dumb, something to laugh at. You know, that, that's what um, uh, Halloween Resurrection was for me. There was a part that I had to pause the movie that I was laughing so hard at how stupid this movie was. <laughs> Your Teen Wolf 2, another great one. Oh, yeah, Teen Wolf, that, that, was, a, that was a great movie. You, you, you guys do, I tell Josh all the time during the show on Fridays, you guys do a great job. I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, your uh, voice acting is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> And I want to agree with Josh and say that uh, I would like to see you do an entire show in that Irish accent. Uh, well, if we ever do another <laughs> Leprechaun movie, we might have to. Oh, you, it doesn't need. No, well, no, 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 plenty. no. You, you're not understanding what I'm saying here. It doesn't need to be a Leprechaun movie. I don't give a shit what you're reviewing. I want to hear an Irish voice the entire time. <laughs> And don't oh, even tell okay. people you're going to do it. Just come on exactly. the show. Exactly. Just <laughs> come on. You can even go under a new name. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, I, I create a new character. I no longer am Absol Adam. I become something else. You can be Scotchy McGee. <laughs> so there you go. Oh I come on like it's, it's an episode with me, and I have a special guest with me. Where Adam can't be here today, and I introduce you. <laughs> And I'll bet no one, no one would pick up. Oh my god, oh, that that would that would be a great improv exercise. Actually, I need to do more stuff like that. Oh man, well this has been an absolute blast, DJ. Thank you so well, much for being a listener. We really appreciate your support and all of your kind words. Oh, thank you so much. And and anytime you guys want to come on the show, mm -hmm. send me a message and say, hey, we just want to do some movie recommendations on the show. And by all means, you guys hop on and give some movie recommendations. Absolutely. We will have to do that. Or if I can't make it, I know Josh can. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that is going to wrap up this particular blind spot bonus. As always, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And remember, whether you are in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next time.